Welcome everyone to the Fresh Off The Screen Podcast. This is your bi-weekly, not really bi-weekly at this point, <laughs> podcast where two siblings get together to talk about all things relating to film, television, sometimes music, and a sprinkle of video games. If you want to support the show, please follow, subscribe, comment, rate, and all that social media mumbo-jumbo. We also have our social media channels in the description below. I am one of your co-hosts, Ahmad Aman, also known as Aman. And on the other end, we have the one that is probably looking for all the rings. Harvey, what's up, Harvey? <laughs> yeah, all the rings and the one ring, everything. Yeah, I, I honestly do not know the whole backstory with the with the ring things yet. I haven't watched Shang Chi. I haven't watched a lot of. I haven't watched a lot of big movies. I haven't watched Fast the new Fast Furious. I, I haven't watched Black Widow. I haven't watched Shang Chi, of course. I haven't watched Free Guy. Like I feel like I'm all Free over the guy. place. Yeah. I really want to watch Free Guy. Like I'm, uh, I want to watch Dune. I've been excited about Dune forever. And then did we just found out that they're moving the release date in Australia because Australia's in lockdown. Yeah, well, I mean, so, I, as long as you're able, because Dune is technically made by Warner Brothers. If I'm yeah, not so mistaken. it's gonna be the same at HBO Max, but we don't even have HBO Max. But you'll get on something. I mean, that's the, that's like the because we get on Crave, so you'll probably get on something. Like, but you know how uh, Justice League came out on HBO Max, the new one? The, uh, the Zack Snyder's cut? Oh, the Justice League, sorry. Uh, I, I was thinking Suicide, Suicide Squad, Squad and I said Justice League. Yeah. So, you know, Justice League, the new one, came out on HBO Max in North America. I think. So, like, wait, no, wait. So, wait, the Snyder's cut came out on HBO Max. Because you just said Justice League twice. So, that's. I'm, uh, I was like, wait, what? You you just corrected yourself. My brain like, is not working today. Suicide and I'm squad. the one that's up at I'm the one that's early morning. And I, I love that. I'm you're the one that's like, you're literally like, you're like, oh, Justice League? Oh, I was thinking about Suicide Squad. But you know, Justice League came out on the on day. I'm like, wait, what? No, no, no. So, so Suicide just, Squad. Suicide Squad came out. I was saying Justice League. Months. You said it like the third time now. <laughs> Suicide Squad. <laughs> came out on HBO Max. But it didn't come out on like the equivalent here. Yeah. So there is some level of, you know, thing where they only release some things here at the moment. I think I think the problem is just licensing, right? They just have to find the right like area to kind of do it. Because the thing is Australia was like the perfect, like it was like almost like a safe haven for for Hollywood because that was the area that was always open. So they always had that one spot. They're like, yeah, you know what? If we we can just we can just release it in 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 Australia in the theaters because Australia was was fine for the longest time. So it's only yeah. now that it's kind of changed. So I feel like now they need to find some sort of solution for Australia. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, um, I imagine by the end of this year they're all going to start getting released, anyways. Yeah, but it's just a matter of you know how and when. But Dune, I was so excited out, and I'm hearing mixed things about it. So yeah. I wonder what it's going to be like. I know. I mean, I've maybe it's just the current situation. Like I like I was excited to go watch uh, a few movies like Suicide Squad in theaters. And of course, like even old was a movie that I watched in theater just because yeah. I was I just that was like my first movie seeing in, in, watching uh, watching in theater after such a long time. So I was like, OK, you know, what? like that was like it was like an exciting experience. And then after that, all the movies that came after, I just have not like. It, it just come to a point where I'm so much more picky with mm. the movies that I I will actually go out and see, especially in this in this day and age. So I feel like Dune was like one of those movies, including um, even Shang Chi. I was like, oh, Shang Chi will be pretty cool to watch in IMAX. But like you know, like both of those movies came out, they got like good reviews. Dune like yeah. not so like it's like in the middle. 
Shang-Chi is kind of still like almost on the other other end of like, yeah, it's like, it's kind of like Black Widow or yeah, even yeah. Suicide Squad where it got really good reviews, but it's kind of like, I'm like, okay, it got really good reviews, but like, am I, 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 I'm just not fully invested in this new phase of Marvel just yet. I'm like waiting. So yeah, like, yeah. I'm like, uh, I'll just wait until it's on Disney Plus. <laughs> I, I have to say, I, I've been more impressed by their shows anyways. I finally caught up to What If recently. Uh-huh. Have you been watching that? No, I, I that 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 I need to start. I'm pretty excited to start that one actually. Yeah, that that you should like it. It actually makes you think. I mean, of course, none of the stories are as compelling as the main stories that we've seen, but it's interesting now that we understand the how you know the multiverses work and all of those things. It just adds an extra dimension to know that it could have gone this way as well, and yeah. it's the weirdest this way as well because it's. Uh, you know everything that was a protagonist and an antagonist has kind of just gone pear shaped, so it's it definitely definitely worth a watch. Yeah, and I, no, I mean, talk, I want to talk about it. What if like definitely seems quite interesting because I do see um, reviews and stuff pop up like every week when it when it comes out, and it yeah. was just like an issue. It was just like this animated show that you know was kind of almost like a throwaway. I'm like, okay, yeah, like this is like a stopgap between big shows and everything like that. But mm-hmm. from everything that I keep reading, obviously some. Like more the more recent episode from from just what I saw, uh, was wasn't a, reviewed as highly as the other ones. But all the other ones, you know, they have like the proper cast and everything like that, like yeah. reprising their roles. So no, they got like even, good. Like people. most of the most of the cast have come through. I think the yeah. the ones notably who obviously haven't are Robert Downey Jr. Well, he was supposed to be in it, but remember, like he had the whole issue with the Marvel and he unfollowed everyone, and then also and he then... was removed from What If. And Scarlett Johansson's not there. Uh, Tom Holland is in. Okay. Which is a surprise, but I imagine he's probably busy with other things. Yeah, um, I mean, I think Chadwick Boseman, he was that. there, right? He 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 rep- yeah. reprised Charlie. Yeah. He's in uh, two episodes, actually. I watched the fifth episode today. Yeah. And he's in that one as well. Yeah, I, honestly, I think it was just like a matter of like, Record because it seemed like this was all recorded during quarantine and, and everything yeah, that was happening. Yeah. So it was just a matter of like how do we figure out to like like how do we figure this out and get all the all the lines recorded. So exactly. it just kind of must have been like, you know, Tom Holland at that point was like, okay, like I have like no, you know, possibility of being able to do this. Robert Downey Jr. Obviously, we know like his thing, and even Scott Johansson right now with everything that's happening with with Marvel, including the exactly. Russo brothers, not saying that they're not gonna be yeah. with MCU anymore. It's. I feel like they've gotten into this weird hole. I don't know how they're going to climb out of it. But um, we're still sort of waiting to see how, how it's going to go through. I mean, Warner, I just, I also don't know Warner. D- Disney just, it just feels like it's a, it's a fight that was not worth having in the first place. But anyways. Yeah. It's, um, I don't know why. I'm just feeling that Disney is is obviously such a, such a big company. And, and, you know, they have like, they basically own everything at this point. But like they have this weird relationship with their with their cast or with their actors now, that like after like with the thing that with Robert Downey Jr. now with Scarlett Johansson and, and Russo brothers and then even Simulu, even though like the Simu, like it like Shang just came out it's doing well but like before this Simulu had to kind of come out and speak for the movie because the yeah. Disney CEO or whoever at Disney said that this is like Shang is gonna be like an experiment where they release the movie and then I think. 45 days later. after it because 45 yeah. days later it comes on Disney Plus. 
Yeah, and then you know he was kind of coming out that you know went on an experiment and stuff like that. Like that's like you know you shouldn't be like it shouldn't be worded that way. So I'm just like, does he just have a weird relationship right now with their <laughs> actors that I feel like I'm like okay wait what is happening? Is it is it is it time because this is not the Disney from 2007 or or 2004 yeah. whatever when yeah. Iron Man was first made. This is a very di- different Disney. But do, I've, I have a I do think they have a publicity problem to be very very honest. Yeah. Um, I feel like they do the right thing. They have a they have a diverse cast. They go with um, the you know the right cast for the story, and they actually go and spread uh, spread better. Like they have, they've got they've got more female centric movies. They finally got Simu, you know Simu Liu and Shang Shang Chi there. They're doing the work, but just some people should from Disney should not be talking. Yeah, it's it's that like they don't understand the concept of you need to measure your words appropriately. Um, and they've just not been very good at it, which yeah, is an which understatement, is but you know. For a company like that, I feel like they would know all this. They should, you know, be be more mindful of, of the things that they say, especially in this day and age, when with the, the day and age of, like, the internet. Like, everything kind of gets circulated so quickly. But exactly. Like, I think it's just, it's also just being you know, so up high, high up top at the mountain that they're some, I'm sure in their mind, they're like, look, whatever, like you'll still watch our movies. Like you'll still subscribe to Disney plus. So they just don't care. Which is, you know, not that much of a lie. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, talking of Disney plus though, they have a new show called only murders in the building. This is the one with Steve Martin and uh, Martin, Martin Short. Short and Selena Gomez. Okay. Who I did not know was such a good actress, by the way. I think she started off as an actor, if I'm not mistaken. Because oh. I, I believe Ariana Grande, if I'm not mistaken, is off with her. But I think she also kind of started off like in like show, kind of like Drake, right? Drake was on, on Degrassi in Canada, like which is a Canadian TV show. And then oh. from from that, like he kind of got into uh, music, and then you know yeah. Drake is now Drake. Oh, I think yeah, Selena Gomez was in that Wizards thing, right? The Wizards of uh, Waverly Place. And some Disney show, yeah. So she has she has yeah. a good relationship with Disney. Oh, that makes sense. It, it's a it's a very it's it's a very riveting story. I'm very impressed with what they've done. And again, Disney's doing the whole weekly release thing. They released the first three episodes together last week, and then now they're just doing weekly episodes. Yeah. But it's a very, very interesting story. Like, what's the main premise of so, it? Like, how do you, so how would you serve in, someone? So they all live in this new, this big building in New York City. Um, somebody dies, um, and the police quickly decide that it's a, it's a suicide. Um, and then these three, you know, they run into each other, and it turns out they're all fans of this, you know, murder podcast, because there's so many murder podcasts now. Um, and they, these guys then, you know, in their amateur way, start looking into this death and, and try to create their own podcast. That's like, I I mean, I feel like, I I don't know, like if you've, if you're also like that into, like, I, I listen to podcasts as well, but I've, I've seen like this reference of murder podcasts or like these true crime podcasts being such a big deal. But like, I, I honestly never on my list of like top 10, whatever, right. it never pops up. So I'm like, why is this like a thing? Like, is this a niche market that it I is have a thing. got? Okay. There is a, it's a very, very niche thing where people listen to it every week and you've got people who are going and uh, investigating or they've they've gone into this old case or whatever. It's a very, very niche. Not something that personally appeals to me, to be very honest. I'm more of a stick, stick with the comedy type genre or pop culture, uh, you know, 
present uh, example right there. But um, but yeah, it's a big thing. And, and I really like the fact that they could have easily probably built it around a younger cast, but there's a different dynamic when you've got Steve Martin and Martin Short and them being who they are coming in with somebody who's younger and you realize how all of these guys connect with the same thing together. Yeah. That, I mean, that's, I, I've, I've kind of missed having Steve Martin on the, on any screens at this point. Right? Because he hasn't, Cause it's crazy because Steve Martin, I feel like has not aged since like the early 2000s. <laughs> he just like, yes. he just stays the same. So like, but like, I, I always like liked his comedy and I was just like, wait, like what happened? And like, it will always be like, he just kind of pops up here and there. So it's great to see that he's actually, you know, back back for like a proper thing yeah. for, for a little while at least. And him and Martin Short always have a good sort of dynamic. So it's nice to see them build that with Selena Gomez as well. Yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, I've seen the first two episodes already and I'm, I'm excited about the next one. And the only reason I've timed it out is because I want to be able to focus. Yeah. And I was in the middle of a lot of things, but uh, definitely, definitely worth a watch. Well, I'll definitely take this out because that sounds pretty interesting. Like I've, uh, I've like definitely, uh, like I think I mentioned this on my other podcast, like for the last week or so I was like moving and then, uh, unfortunately my, my air conditioning and my fridge, like nothing was working <laughs> once I moved. So it was just like a, almost like a week ish of, uh, kind of figuring that out and going through a heat wave with like nothing working. So I feel like around that time, I was just like, you know what? I just do not want to pay attention to anything. I just want to kind of get through, uh, get through this period, get through the day. And I, I that's kind of when I, I restart watching It's Always Sunny in, in Philadelphia. Oh. I, I, as I rewatched it, I was like, wow, I don't remember a lot of stuff because I watched it way back. And I feel like there was like a period where, like, I think I've watched like so many seasons, probably like nine or 10 um, of it. And then all of a sudden there was like a, point where it just kept going I, I always assumed that around like 10th season 11th season would like finish but yeah, it just kept yeah, going like it's not as 15 16 i don't know whatever season now so there was like that's still like five seasons or so of the show that i haven't watched so i'm like you know what okay let me catch up uh it's only like 12 or 13 episodes per season either way mm-hmm. so i'm like okay so it's not like you know it's not gonna be like a huge time commitment and it was just easy to kind of watch watch, watch it and have it kind of just play in the background uh whilst yeah. also being able to kind of follow, follow the story along because it's it's it doesn't it doesn't throw very like you know complex like kind of things at you randomly so it's like you can kind of like watch it in the background and like still have a good idea of what ha- what's happening yeah. but i've been liking it i've i'm like a big big fan of danny devito after watching this again just you know the, the like his acting and like just everything he does he just generally looks like someone who's like having fun on set um right. Just been, I, I was just gonna, I just like started analyzing that sort of stuff about it of like how you know they're recording these things and everything like that with, of course, Charlie Day, um, Rob McElhenney, um, and Glenn Howerton, like how mm-hmm. they all kind of like kind of you know wrote this and, and created this together and everything like that. And, and like all the you know, it literally looks like they're just like looking to like they were they wanted to have fun just making something <laughs> and they're like, you know what, let's just do this. And now they have their dream it's like set yeah but it's so good to see them back in the early days of this this show and then you go and see you know uh glenn howerton in like ap bio for example or rob McElhenney in um mythic quest charlie yeah. day we've seen in so many movies over the years like for me that's it's such a it's 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 really cool because you kind of see their sort of their their own sort of comedic chops come out here 
Um, I, it's a, it's a really fun show, and I, even I, I'm with you. I haven't watched the the most recent seasons myself. Um, yeah, but I don't have a place to watch them here in Australia, unfortunately, because they don't have them here. So you're just yeah. gonna have to wait. See, I got I got lucky that like Disney Plus had them here, and then we also have FX now in Canada, which is like FX's version of of a streaming service, sort of. Uh, How many streaming services? It. Seriously, Paramount Plus Everything. just launched here as well. Like, what the hell? That that I mean, that's kind of the joke now, right? That people keep saying that like the whole point of streaming services was to get away from cable, and we're just yeah. getting to a point where everyone has streaming service, so you're basically paying for cable. So it's like. You might as well just pay for cable. So it's just getting to a point where it's like, no, like the yeah. whole point was it was supposed to be one package. And I think that's what's going to happen over time where um, cable networks to kind of stay stay in play in a, in a way. We'll try to find a way to kind of just put a package together, being like, you know what, all these streaming services together are, is going to cost you like Correct. $100, but you can just give us 50 and like, you know, yeah. it'll cover yeah. everything. I, that's what's going to have to happen. Like I have a streaming service thing. I have I have cable technically, but it's through my my phone. It's like you have to Chromecast it onto mm-hmm. your onto your like TV computer wherever, and it's like almost like a a pay as you go kind of a thing. It's like if you want a channel, so in my case, like when I watch, I want to I enjoy watching cricket. So for cricket, I need like one specific channel or like a couple of channels. Really weird. Cricket is like a really weird mm-hmm. sport that way, where yeah. each specific match or series or whatever that happens in cricket. Happens on like a different channel for whatever reason. It's like just make just why can't it be like NB or something? Just put it on ESPN or something. But because of that, I'm like okay, I need to have this, so I, I just like pay for it as I go. So I feel like yeah. that's a good way to kind of combat this whole. Uh, I feel thing. like if we wait it out in a few years, um, each of the individual streaming services will start going down anyways. Yeah. The problem is everybody launches in the North American market. Um, a lot of them don't have the capacity to go into the international market anyways. Yeah, it's a matter of what actually makes its way out here or anywhere else, really. Um, but yeah, we just made it out. But in yeah, but, but the thing with all of this is, I'm seeing a lot of useless movies coming out as well, just for them to yeah. fill the slates. So I've been on this kick last few weeks where I don't want to watch anything serious, so I've just been watching all these random mindless action movies. Yeah, and I watched a lot of them. So. A lot of them. I watched all three <laughs> Expendable movies. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. In one weekend. That was really good. I have to say, all three of them, not horrible. Although they really have to realize that Sylvester Stallone is very, very old. And they should not try to pair him up with a 20-year-old. Yeah. It just does not look right. I think I think that was, like, a criticism for that. Because the idea was that it was kind of... It was kind of like going back to the action movies of the eighties, yeah. And, but and then even in the eighties, that's kind of what happened. Obviously, like at that time, you know, Sylvester Stallone or or Arnold Schwarzenegger, um, mm-hmm. any any you know action star at that time, age wise, was obviously a lot closer to the person that they paired with. But for whatever reason, in in their mind, my Spendables, <laughs> it was like, no, 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 I'm seventy. But we'll still do the 80s yeah. thing. <laughs> like, wait, what? No. I, I like, though, that from the first movie to the second to the third, at least the age 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 gap kept going down. So yeah. they, they probably did take some criticism. But in saying that, the stories and stuff were not horrible. Like, yeah. perfectly watchable. The big part, the, the you watch this stuff, yes, for a plausible story, and plausible is in quotation marks, but also for decent action. You know, yeah. like, like good... Act good actually action direction and you've got you know decent fights 
Um, the fact that they had Chuck Norris come in. Yeah. Um, you had Bruce Willis. They had Harrison Ford. I mean, it's a big chunk of people that have come through. So I think they did a really good job. I know for expend that they are working on Expendable yeah, Four, and then I read it was that like too. a weird thing where Celeste alone, he's usually the one that writes these, and then he kind of stepped down. Uh, oh, really? And then, but and then it was it was it was unclear if he would even be there. Mm-hmm. Um, but then apparently there's reports that he's back, and then you know there's possibly that Pierce Brosnan will be in this one. Like there's like all this Ooh. like stuff. Is this really weird because Expendable? This Expendable is like one of those movies that I feel like needs to come out regularly. And I'm like, cause, right. you know, just because because of the age, especially. So I'm like, wait, what happened? Like you took <laughs> way too into a gap. <laughs> no, but that's the thing. Like when you watch something like that, I was, I wasn't expecting much, but I came away really, really, you know, satisfied. Yeah. If that's a like, if that's the right word to use, because you don't watch these usually for the amazing storylines. You watch just for the you know the visual nature of it all, and you watch it for. Uh, just something you know in the background, but also something that you're you're sort of focused on at the same time. But yeah, can I just say any of the movies I watched after that, and I've got a big list there that you'll see in front of you, did not even come close. Yeah, Triple Frontier. I, I <gasps> what remember. What was that movie? Like it, it was really weird because the story, like the. So Triple Frontier is a is a is a Netflix film. It had um, mm-hmm. Ben Affleck. It had who else was there? I can't remember actually. There was like I I'm I feel like I'm mistaking Triple Frontier with no, no, movie. Ben, ben Affleck, Oscar Isaac, okay, uh, Pedro Pedro Pascal. Like they had a good yeah, yeah. good cast. They had uh, Charlie Hunnam, Garrett Hudland. Yeah, so it was it was really weird how it was like Triple Frontier was like this movie of okay, like we're gonna do something basically it was about like trying to like make a get a score like these are like army vets and they were trying to like get a score or whatever something because they were like you know down the run they were like we did we did all yeah. this for our country yeah. and, and you know we didn't get anything back so they do like this mission i've even forgot what the mission that's the thing like it was just a weird thing of like it, it started with them being like damn we're so annoyed we did all this for our country and we ha- we got nothing in return and all yeah. of a sudden they're in this spot of like we're in like some place where like a war-ridden place <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, but in the, on the surface, I love the idea, right? They've yeah. gone. This guy's found out from his. Uh, this, look, it came out a while ago. If these are spoilers for you, sorry. Um, but um, it, they've, they've, he's got this. He's got this tip off that uh, where this big drug guy lives, and this guy's very mad at him. You know, Oscar Isaac wants to take him out. Wants to you know get rid of. He's like, look, in the same in the same way, and we'll go. You know, grab ourselves a bunch of money. Yeah, and you know, uh, take home a good st- good score or whatever. A five of us can do it. Now, listening to that premise, just that premise, you are expecting Ocean's Eleven level of skill. Yeah, with 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 um an amazing level of action. Like I'm, I can't even, I couldn't think of an action movie that fit. But even if you think of movies like Italian Job, where there was some action in there. That's what I was expecting in my brain. These are five yeah. ex-army people. They will go in with precision, execute a plan, and get out. And yeah. yes, things may go wrong, and that's the nature of it all, and all of that stuff. But they were bumbling fools. Five yeah. bumbling men who did not know what to do. How the hell were they so confident in themselves? Yeah. 
Like, well, obviously that we was know. the weirdest part of the whole movie for me. I know it's some of the obviously like I feel like if anyone we're probably turning people off of that movie, but uh, you can definitely check it out. Like <laughs> overall, like the movie, it, it just a resolution of that movie as well doesn't feel like a resolution. You know, like you don't feel satisfied with that movie, yeah. and you're just like. It wasn't a good. I mean, the movie did well from what I remember reading. That when it came out, obviously, because I mean, when you have put big names like Oscar Isaac yeah. and and Ben Affleck and stuff like that in a movie, of course, like most likely do well. But like, I just remember being like, okay, this was this is kind of like that movie that with um, Chris Hemsworth that did really well as well. Um, that was like Extraction, but yeah, I so liked Extraction. Okay, the action in Extraction was worth it. He yeah. looked like he knew what he was doing, and he was one guy. <laughs> It just comes down to writing and and the stunt coordination. Correct, and is and that was that's my same problem. And I I texted you after I watched this because I was so pissed off, and I was pissed off the next morning as well. This is the one that's in the top ten charts right now called SAS Rise of the Black Swan. Oh, like, Ruby I'm, Rose. Not... Oh, Ruby Rose is in this. Ruby Rose is the main antagonist. Okay, and uh, that dude from. Outlander, Sam Hewen. Oh, the the Hewen. Scottish guy. Yeah, 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 that guy, who who's obviously got a British accent in this because they are SAS, so it's British. It's got Andy Serkis. Okay, wow. Um, it's got um. It's I was looking. Got, at, I'm just looking it up. It's got. It's got. Yeah, Sam Hewen. Uh, Hannah John came and I have no idea. Yes, so she was in Killjoys. That's the name I was thinking okay. of. So she was in a, a a lot of really good good movies and, and shows and a really really amazing actress. Okay. Oh wow. So you've got you've got obviously so then you've got Ruby Rose who I I'm not too much of a fan or as an actress anyways. Uh, Tom Hopper who we know from Umbrella Academy. Yeah. Right. We've got Noel Clark. From Doctor Who and other recent things. Um, you've got Owen Yeoman, who was in all those seasons of Mentalist. Oh, wow. I haven't seen... Yeah, I love The Mentalist. <laughs> right. Um, and, you know, you've got obviously, like, you know, people like Tom Wilkinson in small roles. They've got an Indian actor. Well, uh, is he an Indian actor? Ray Pantaki who, or I'm assuming it's an Indian background actor who plays the PM. Okay. Um, so they had a pretty, pretty decent cast. Like I looked at the cast and I went, all right, I want to watch an action movie. What could go wrong, right? And it seemed pretty standard. You know, this got this organization. They, they go and hijack uh, a train in, 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 the, in the channel between England and France. And they want some money in return and some stuff like that. And there's political stuff thrown in. Yeah. But it was the weirdest story. It was, apparently it's based on a book, but I have no idea. And I'm trying not to give spoilers here, but it felt like the entire time the main guy was trying to convince himself that he has feelings, that he's not a sociopath. Oh, wow. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding about this because the amount of times they brought this up it was so weird. <laughs> and and again, I hate bringing this card up, but the least diverse cast I've seen in ages. For a movie in 2021, 
Yeah. It was the weirdest, like the least diverse cast I could have ever seen. And this is after the first 10 minutes of the movie in which they threw in a very, 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 just, just not, not even a horrible, just somebody should have rethought that throwaway joke about uh, cutting off a Maharaja's finger in India while it was colonized to take this piece of jewelry. It was such a throwaway joke that it stuck yeah. with me so majorly. I'm going, you're you're not helping yourself here. This I'm I'm surprised that a movie in twenty twenty one, um, especially with that sort of cast, like Correct. You know, kind of missed the spot. <laughs> and it it just felt like such a massive miss. I don't understand what, what happened. The story in again on the surface makes sense, but maybe some things are better in writing, not in not on screen. Yeah. Because like the, it just started off by even the protagonist, like the, the antagonist talking about, you know, how she's a sociopath or something. And I'm going, I don't think that was the purpose of this movie. It, it's, it's, it was, it was, and, the, and look, uh, the action was fine. It is what it is, but I've seen, uh, but if you look at like all these police shows, like SWAT or, you know, SEAL team or just things like that, they have better action direction than this movie. Yeah, I, I mean, like I, I really like watching Ruby Rose's stuff because I remember she was she was Batwoman for a little while and yeah, and, yeah, you know, like obviously she had like from what I've understood that like, um, you know, when you're in these like CW, uh, superhero shows, it seems like it's like very it's very intense on your body, mm-hmm. uh, which was one of the reasons that she left because she got injured and then she was also, um, allergic to the the suit itself, like the type of the material that they use. So she was like, look, this is like, like I'm just like killing wow. myself trying to like you know do this yeah like i mean let's see i don't don't know if they could have like you know changed that or whatever for her but Mm -hmm. it seems like she was just like very much done with that with that sort of a thing but like for me i've I've noticed that ruby rose was 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 on this like high where she was coming in in, like you know john wick she was coming in like a bunch of movies like that one with vin diesel as well i forgot the name um Um, i think she was in the meg maybe as well maybe yes Sure, she was in Triple X, she was in The Meg, the one with uh, Jason Statham. Meg. See, that was a good movie too. Like, yes, yeah. it's a weird story, but that was a decent movie. So that's a, Exactly, so she was like, but I feel like now it's kind of, she's almost like relegated to like these one-off like weird movies with a, like not a very cast with like, you know, not really but, being shown anywhere. But you look at this cast and, I, and, and I, I'm half tempted to ask, was this shot many, many years ago before any of these guys became famous? Oh, probably that's, possible. That's yeah. what it's. That's the only thing that's sticking out. Like Hannah, Hannah John came in. Like so, you if I, I've seen all like five seasons of Killjoys, uh-huh. she is absolutely brilliant in that show. There, she was also in Ready Ready Player One. Okay, so she's a very very good actress, and while there was the bare bones of it, like they brought her back down to, and and I have no better description than the woman. And you know what that means. Like, it's just, yeah. it just all came down to that. And it was, it, it was a waste of a good cast member, as it were. Yeah, I, she was also an Ant-Man, right? Uh, the second one, Yeah, I think. yeah, she the second a, one, okay. correct. She was the the other person who the was ghost or phasing in and out. Yeah, 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 correct, yeah. correct. So, so I mean, yeah, it, so... It, obviously, like, I think that's, what the, that's the thing, right? Like, it's a, it's a matter of, like, these 
uh, because it seems like the director is like not very well known. Like I couldn't even like look the director up on Wikipedia right. or anything like that. So it seems like it's just a matter of like that a new person coming in, uh, a new writing team, just kind of like finding their foothold. But like especially in the, it must have been a movie that was shot like a while back because I just feel like in That's this day and age, like especially in 2020, 2021, especially with like the, the rise of streaming services and the kind of quality stuff we get on streaming services now, I just don't see how you know how something like that is able to like pass through like i can i can i can count on one hand how many movies or how many shows on netflix i've actually marked thumbs down mm. because i don't like doing it because yeah if i like it fine I'll, I'll 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 mark it but if i don't like it i just leave it be but this is one of them because i just couldn't i just couldn't get past how annoyed i kept getting each and every scene and i wanted to get to the end just so i knew i had gotten to the end yeah but it was just such a painful, painful end. I, I feel like the thing with Netflix sometimes or like even streaming services is that like sometimes if a movie is okay or not that good, we'll still kind of rate it as being good just because it is something that, you know, we're just sitting, we just press a button and it's there. So I, I feel like that initial investment isn't there where, you know, you spend money yeah. on a movie, you have to travel, you have to go to the place, you have to wait, you buy popcorn, whatever, you sit in the theater ads 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 movie finally plays i feel like because of because there's like no initial investment on our part uh we are more likely to rate okay to good movies as being like good and like it kind of obviously like i don't i don't really agree with the the statement that i think patty jenkins she brought up one woman one woman and one woman 1984 uh director uh she kind of brought up how uh, obviously, she was saying that this whole idea of Wonder Woman 1984 coming out on streaming services and theaters wasn't good. Uh, it was not good, even though, I mean, she got a nice payout. But I, I like that how she's... I but guess it didn't maybe she, come out on streaming services, did it? Yeah, it came, Wonder Woman 1984 came out of streaming services alongside theaters, like, same day. That's oh, why it's it still not on any streaming service here. I haven't seen it. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, I mean I'm mean, i talking about in, like, kind of the Asia In the Maxim, North right? America, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of the same thing with Matrix and Dune, like the idea that all, the, even Suicide Squad, the idea that all of them right. will come out day and date on streaming services. So yeah. uh, basically, like she was saying that that was not good, even though obviously she got like a big, obviously we don't know if that's okay. true or not, but that's like the reports. Um, but then she kind of came out with, I think this is just paraphrasing because I feel like sometimes I, I, I need to read the actual interview. I haven't done that research yet, but sometimes these uh, websites and everything like that, they just kind of take one specific line yeah, and just yeah, kind of run do. with it. But basically, the idea was that she, like, based on what this paraphrasing was saying, uh, was that she believes that streaming services, like the streaming films, are like fake movies. They're not like the same, or they're not like you know actual movies. And obviously, for me, that was a thing of like, okay, like you know, this is another person that's kind of like going back to like how yeah. you know Martin Scorsese had his view of like, hey, my my movie, The Irishman, is going to be on Netflix, but don't watch it on anything other than like a 77 inch uh film or tv screen like the whole point of the uh, TV, the whole point of having the streaming service you can watch it on anything <laughs> exactly but also like this this level of uh, i've heard from so many people that they actually enjoyed watching tenet at home yeah regardless of what christopher nolan's thoughts were on the, i i enjoyed it like you could stop you could rewind you could figure out exactly what's happening I got more out of the movie at home than I think I would have in the theater. Would I have gone back and watched it in the theater? Probably not. Yeah. But did I rewatch it at home? Yes. Exactly. Well, it's, but okay. it's, but and they, they, they're coming from a place where they're trying to put their personal preferences onto a wide variety of audiences. 
who don't yeah. have the same who don't have the same you know uh, options as well i mean especially during a pandemic where you don't have theaters open or if theaters are open you might not have you know but you might you might have lost your job yeah. you might you might not want to put yourself at risk because you've got an underlying health condition um and and if you're if you're that creative and if you don't want that to push out well then just don't put it out wait until the pandemic's over exactly like and i i this is like something that i've noticed with with video games and like i've, I've noticed with with movies now too it's like with video games the idea is that everyone like i've i've i listen to a lot of podcasts and like listen to like a lot of like um reviewers or youtubers stuff like that and they kind of talk about how gaming itself is like an expensive hobby and that you know like because people are upset about like how prices are going up and you know uh gaming companies are finding ways to monetize everything possible in a video game and like the idea that hey like this was kind of like, the, like obviously i'm paraphrasing but the idea that hey this is an expensive hobby like this is something that you just have to like get used to and like i never like that never set, sits well with me uh because if it was an expensive hobby or, or if even for film, if it was something expensive from, from the start and it, not a lot of people had access to it from the start, then I get it. It's like, the, it's like, it's like saying, you know, like it's like, it's like Rolls Royce. It's like the Rolls Royce's prices right. that say start going up and people get, start getting mad. It's like, that's not going to happen because that is already for like a, a group of people that need to have a lot of money in the bank to be able to, to, be able to purchase that car. Correct. But whereas film and, and video games and stuff like that, it finally got to a point where it was affordable for everyone. And okay. then when you start raising prices up again, you can't at that point say, hey, hey, it's, it's an expensive hobby. It's like, it's like, no, but then it was affordable for us. It was, you right. made it affordable and now you're taking it away. Yeah. And like, it's like the same thing that I've noticed with, with film. It's like this idea of like, with, at least on the, on, on the directors or on, on uh, the studio side of like, yeah, like, no, no, like you can stream it, which is like cheaper, uh, more mm-hmm. affordable at home. You know, to spend money on gas stuff like that. But hey, but like the for the for the elite stuff, this is you need to go to the theater, and it's like, why? But you already made it accessible. You you got to a point where movies are coming out day and day. It's fine, and but like it's just like some directors, some people are just not able to let that go. They're like, I'm, I'm actually I actually brought up the quote uh, from Patty Jenkins, and it, she basically says, streaming ser- films on tra- streaming services are like fake movies." Uh, and again this is again this is from the headline the director this is from nme.com the director says that straight to streaming is not working as a model for establishing legendary greatness I don't know what that means that's a very that's a very weird sentence but like I'm assuming she means that like it's not a way to have a movie that resonates with her I don't know like I mean it's not a way to find the Steven Spielbergs of the world like maybe right but like i don't i i i literally do not understand that because it makes no sense like I, any movie that i saw the sony films like uh, not even, not even yeah. films like tv shows like umbrella academy uh you right. know the boys like there's all these films that all, all these things that people are like are so excited and love it's like no you can't say that theaters are what determine whether something's legendary but, or not but this is where i think i there's a level of hubris that they're coming from and I just don't I, I don't agree with it I don't I don't even think that they are realizing how alienating it is um art is art if you want to make art for the sake of sharing it with people then the medium shouldn't matter to you yeah but if you are doing it so you can get awards because it has to be in the movie theater so you can get nominated and all of that shit well then that's a different equation altogether 
Yeah. For me, when I hear quotes like that, all I hear are these people want to become the great legendary directors and they think streaming can't get them there. Yeah. But I would challenge them to say, well, you're telling me you can't make something that is epic that comes out. Look at the Mandalorian. Look at how many awards it got. Look at WandaVision. Yeah. People, you can get awards if you have talent and you have a good story and if you have good cast and crew with you. It doesn't matter whether it came out on a movie theater or not. But um, but again, these people are coming from the place where they think that they're never going to get awards and stuff because it hit Netflix first. Oh, which is weird because I know that like Netflix films and Amazon uh, studio films, stuff like that, all of them have won Sony Oscars and, and awards and stuff like that. Like, and uh, they're always in consideration. Like the Irishman also got Sony uh, nominations and everything like that. Like, I don't, I don't know. I feel like Joe Pesci might have won something for it, but like, but like, you know, like it does still like happen. It's not like, it's not like that's like a way for you to be considered for an award. I just don't understand this mentality because this is where, this is the direction we're going in right now, right? Yeah. This is what the world is. For me, it's always upsetting when some of some, you know, directors and everything like that, they just kind of forget what's happening in the world. I totally get it if like, you know, uh, we were having, you know, we were to get to doing our normal thing. Theaters were open. None of this had ever happened. And like theaters are going right. well and everything like that. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's like we just start seeing a dip in theater sales. I can understand, you know, directors and studios being like, hey, what is happening? Why is, why are people moving just to home? Yeah. Like, it's just, a, it's a big shock. I'm like, right now, it's, even when things are okay, you shouldn't be almost forcing people to go out to watch a movie because it's like, hey, you should still be careful. And yet they're like, no, no, but that that's the only way. Look, this is a movie. This is a two hour long movie. For those two hours, I want you to travel, risk all, all your like entire family, your entire network, risk it, go watch the movie theater because that is the way to experience it and then come back, risk it again. And hopefully you're <laughs> fine, but at least I'm happy now. <laughs> But, but you're but you're right but the way I would but uh, I would think about it this way as well for people who like movies who had the disposable income now let's 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 uh, forget the pandemic for a second if you were in normal times and and you know the movies were coming out people like you and me we watch movies in the theaters all the time right mm-hmm. we go yep. at least once every month every couple of months all major ones we've we've gone and watched in theaters where we can. Yeah. So, uh, and and we had the the ability to go and watch a movie in the theater and buy a ticket, right? Yeah. Now, when you when you look at this, all streaming is doing is opening up the avenue to a few people who did not have that ability in the first place. Exactly. Right? Even even in that, all streaming was doing was giving you more fans of shows or or movies that nobody was able to watch. And how is that a bad thing? Yeah. The, the 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 in some ways I kind of want to say you, they think too little of the fans by assuming that we will drop everything if we get it for free on a streaming service not for free we're paying for the streaming service but that if they were to put it on a streaming service and the theater at the same time we would not go to the theaters yeah but again if this was not a pandemic they would never have considered that as an option in the first place Exactly. This is what they keep forgetting. Like the only reason this is an option now is because theaters are closed in such a large part of the world. Yeah. And obviously like I, I just don't understand why, you know, not giving people access, like 
And it's not like, like, it's not like they're saying, I know in HBO Max's case, it's like, yeah, if you, as long as you subscribe to us, because they, they try to do like a Disney thing, right? They're just trying to get a lot of subscribers uh, in their first mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, you know, I get it if like, it was like, okay, like here's the streaming service and everything like that. You just get all these movies for, for free with it or on it as long as you're paying subscription. But Disney, for example, does premier access where it's like, it's like, no, you're paying for the subscription and you can go watch the movie in the theater. But if you want to watch it in, in the streaming service, you need to pay us a premium. You need to pay us an extra amount. And like, mm-hmm. I'm for me, I'm like, okay, like I get that you can do a viewing party where it's just one person that buys it and you have like 10 people in your, in your house. But I'm like, the probability of that itself happening, because I, I remember reading that that was like a concern that, oh, like, you know, technically it's like one ticket is equal to like one, like $10 ticket, one person. But in this case, you're paying like $20 and you can like technically have like 10 people. But I'm like, now at the moment right now, like I just be, I just be, need people to realize not enough people, not most people who are probably paying for this are not inviting ten other people to the right. house during during this time. <laughs> I'm not allowed one other person in my house right now. Yeah, this is, but again, like I just keep coming back to when were we holding viewing parties before? Exactly. Like in a pandemic where I'm not allowed to go outside or I'm not allowed to have that many people in my my own place when people are concerned about health and their own safety, nobody was going to get such a big party inside. And the, for the handful who were, they were going to do the wrong thing in the first place. They might be the people who would have gone and, and torrented it for, you know, for all we know. Yeah. So this is... Which we do not condone. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But what I'm saying is, is just... Um, it, it just it, it it makes us it makes the it makes it look like they they first of all don't trust the audience, don't trust the audience to know what they want and how they want to see it, and at the same time they don't even trust the audience to respect the art or understand the art if they see it on a smaller screen. If yeah. I watch that movie on a laptop, they shouldn't care unless I, as long as I like the movie, care yeah. about that more than how big the screen was that I saw that movie on. Exactly. I mean, I've had, I, I have such great memories of watching stuff on my like iPhone when it was like, I think the first or second right. iPhone, whatever. And I remember like being able to get movies and stuff on it and, you know, like just being able to kind of like watch stuff. I remember there was like a, a bunch of TV shows, especially like uh, there was like a, a gaming show called uh, Red versus Blue, which is like uh, old school, like gaming. Show. I mean, I think it's still there, mm-hmm. but like it was like, you know, I just had good memories of watching stuff on like a tiny screen. And I keep right. thinking, I'm like, even when I think in my brain, like re- reimagining me watching that thing, I still picture it as if like I was watching it on a TV. Because right. in my brain, I never imagined me holding like my iPod or my iPhone or whatever in front of me and watching it. In my brain, I'm still visualizing all that movie. So I'm like, how does that, how does that take away from the film? Like it makes no sense. No, and, and, and in the same way, there are sometimes when I'm watching something and I'm like, should I switch it on the iPad? And my brain goes, no, 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 hold off and you can, you know, watch it on your TV. And and we do that. All of us yeah. do that. Like it's 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 assuming that this is the thing. They they are coming from a place of you know we are very cunning and smart that we're gonna try and rip them off. But at the same time, we're really stupid to not know how to watch a movie. It's yeah. how many things can we be? I honestly I haven't watched The Irishman yet. I, I, mean, I just didn't didn't have the time to sit through it all. It's 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 very long, but like it's an interesting movie. It's an interesting story and everything like that. But it is very long. So it's like you have to kind of take your time with it and digest it over time. Yeah, I think I'll stick to the mindless action for a bit. Exactly, right? I think that's the thing. <laughs> I think that's one of the great things about the streaming services is because normally 
if we didn't have any of the streaming services, right, we'll be limited to what we can watch even at home if we have cable or whatever. Because of streaming services, we have the option. Like I, I, I was uh, watching Bob's Burgers, which is a really great show on, on yeah, Disney+. That is. It's like a really fun show. It's like an animated show. And like, you know, a lot of, initially I was turned off by by the overall look of the show. I'm like, like mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I'm not really into it. And then over time, I kind of like fell in love with the whole family and, and the stories. And like, but that thing is because it was there. I was like, oh, Disney Plus, here you go. It's there. Same with It's All Sunny in Philadelphia. Same with Billions, Ted Lasso, like the stuff that I've been yeah. watching recently. It's just because I have the option, I can switch. And like, I think the streaming services that way have like, no matter how, how people, how much people like, like it don't like it whatever i just feel like it has given me the option where i can sit and be like you know what i have action movies comedies tv shows this that everything available and i I don't need to risk my life going out to watch anything right if they were even open that is although in saying that i can't wait for theaters to open again but you know i mean luckily we still have it open we're we're still pretty good that way so i'll probably i'll probably go watch a free guy because that's the next one because i know because i'm going to watch shang chi but like i feel like I'm like I, I'm I, like I tell I I have a bit of moral fatigue, so it's nothing against Chang Chi yeah. and and obviously like like all these people all, I don't know why there were all these haters because like I, I like I feel like I shouldn't even talk about it, but like I just keep seeing articles pop up, mm-hmm. including Simu Lu kind of talking back to all the but all these people being like, oh yeah, the Shang Chi movie is not it's not gonna do well and this and that and like I'm so glad that in the end you know Shang Chi is doing well. Yeah. It's like it's like I I feel like I I don't know if it uh, beat Black Widow in terms of the opening weekend, which is. First of all, amazing. That's like, yeah, you know, yeah, like Black Widow coming from Sky Johansson and that sort of history with that with that character. The fact that it's already beaten that, it's already amazing. And like, I don't see... And even like, I, I feel like I should also bring it up because I won't be surprised if people like use, use this as a way to target this. There might be a dip with Shang-Chi for the second week because we've seen that with streaming services. We've seen, we've, we've seen that with movies right now. We've seen that with Suicide Squad. We saw that with Black Widow. That's normal because this... I don't know, like I just... It, it dips right now with, with the pandemic is because of how hard it is for people to get out to watch a movie. So yeah. when the movie comes out, people will be like, okay, we got to go watch it. The following week, you might not have the same amount of people being like, yeah, you know what? Let's go watch it. Like how you would normally because of what's happening in the world. So I, keep, I, I keep coming back to uh, watching a movie by its definition, unfortunately, is a luxury. Yeah. It's not something that everybody can afford. It's at a time in a pandemic where this has been going on for more than, for almost two years now. It'll be two years in in February, I imagine. And you have people who may not have had a job through it all. You may have people who still have to pay their mortgage and now they're down to one job but not two jobs. There's a lot of people who are in that place where they may not have that. So even though they might want to watch the movie, they may not be able to actually go and physically go for it. Yeah. And... Uh, uh, and I, and this is this has come up in all these articles over the last year. They can't look at the the first week's collections as a barometer anymore. The first month's exactly. collections as a barometer anymore, because what's okay during a pandemic, which is affecting you know seven billion people in the world, is not the same as when you were back to you know people doing you know the pre-pandemic world. We don't even know what the post-pandemic world is going to look like. Yeah. So everybody has to change their, you know, barometer for these things. And it doesn't feel like they are. And or maybe it's the media that isn't. And that's just making it harder for everybody. I know. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm just really excited because like Shang-Chi, I'm so glad. Like I was like deep down being like, yo, please like do well. <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I'm I was because like, I, I knew it would do well just because 
it seemed like they did a good job of, of having the right cast. Like, you know, it's like that's the thing, great thing about Mar- Marvel or and, and Disney in general in, in that case is that, like you said, they find the right cast. So when right. Tom Holland was basically no one, that was like his, basically his first thing. You know, he, they brought him on as Spider-Man and, and, you know, they did a good job. Same with Simulu, right? Simulu, we knew him in Canada because of Kim's Comedians. Yeah. But like, you know, he, he was still like a relatively like up and coming actor, um, not really been in like huge shows outside of Canada. And then, you know, this was they kind of cast him because they were like, no, he he's the person that makes sense for this for this role. So I'm glad that, like, you know, first of all, this shows that, like, hey, you don't need to always get, like, Dwayne Johnson or Vin Diesel or, right. or you know, like, you don't have to get big names always for these superhero movies. But at the same time, because it was about an Asian character and, like, this Asian superhero and, and like, you know, people are, like, people seeing how popular this character is, I'm hoping that this goes into, like, for for Indian characters, I know with Eternals we're seeing Kumail Nanjiani, right. you know he's kind of uh, you know he, he's from Pakistan and and he's also kind of like being able to represent his country and like a group of people there in a sense. I'm hoping that this is like a way for Disney to see that hey you know what there's actually a group group of people that would want to see specific varied characters you know a right. global set of characters it doesn't need to always be the same uh, set of mold. It it should just be a standard now like uh, it's. You hire the best actor for the job, right? You yeah. bring the the best actor in for the role, um, and and you will you will get there because there's actors from all all places, from all countries, from all backgrounds. That diversity just comes naturally now. Exactly, and, and I... it's and 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 we're gonna start seeing it more and more. So now it's become it, it it's weird. It stands out when you don't see that in movies. Yeah, and like obviously, but, like I. I, I'm, I'm trying to like look up like really quickly somehow like um, if there are like you know Indian superheroes or in, in DC and, and Marvel and stuff like that but like you know like I, I well you've got it, uh, uh, Miss Marvel right so is that yeah Ka- Kamala, Kamala Khan yeah Kamala Khan yeah so I, I think I, that's the getting there exactly and like that's kind of what excites me you know as like as an uh, you know Indian person and like and everything as well and I, I, as someone who's also an actor right i always like think in my brain i'm like oh that'd be so cool to kind of you know have that opportunity where you know like you have like the possibility of being in that universe and i feel like that's shang chi has opened that door shang chi has said hey marvel disney look at what we can do there's a whole group of people out there that want to see people like us like people like you know a, a very group of people so like start looking at all superheroes, create new superheroes and like, you know, it should be, we're in a global, global kind of a world right now. Everyone, you know, like it's not the same as how, how people assumed it was way in the back, way in the past in a way. But like exactly. nowadays, you know, you're, it's such a global kind of a situation, especially with what we're all going through together that I feel like Disney, uh, Marvel, DC, they should all start investing in superheroes from like all over the place. I really hope they do. I think it'll, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens because it'll be good to go away from the from the mainstream of your Avengers and your Justice Leagues and to see what else is there. Yeah. Or if nothing else, if somebody has for me, the boys is yes, it's based off of a graphic novel, but it's still a very novel, separate idea. Yeah. Uh, Invincible, like that's sort of where we're going with it. I I would like to see different stories. Um built in you know whatever way they want to whatever way they can just to sort of get us more immersed into that that whole that whole genre that whole uh storyline i know but, before we 
Before we end the show, I, I definitely I just wanted to bring up because I went to a restaurant called Mira, which is like a Peruvian fusion restaurant in Toronto. Uh-huh. And one of the the waiters like they were like telling us that um the boys cast like they come to this restaurant all the time. It's like their favorite um restaurant. And apparently no Anthony Starr Anthony Starr is there like all the time. Um and like he was like he apparently he's like super nice. He was like telling them that if you're ever new like to the waiters and, and the people there, like if you're ever in New Zealand, like send me an email, I'll show you around and stuff like that. Oh. And I was like, I was like, I was like, oh my god! I'm like, I need to come to this restaurant every day now. I know. So I can, can we do that? Star. I can, know. Actually, it is a good you restaurant. You know what? Next time I go to Toronto, I'll come. I'll come. We'll go visit that place. Hopefully, I know it's always the summer, shooting. so you gotta come in the summer because that's when they shoot the boys. So you have to like plan it. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Summer's gonna be my winter here anyway, so that's okay. Yeah, that was <laughs> that's like, a good I was plan. Thinking, good plan I know, for I next did, year. Like obviously, I didn't. I didn't bring. I was like, oh, wait, I, like, has Jack Wade been there? Has Carl Urban been there? <laughs> You know, like I was just kind of like wondering, but I was like, okay, like Ati Star, that's pretty big as well. I, yeah. I think she, I think they mentioned that there was like another, um, uh, the character that's in Gossip Girl. I think he was in Gossip Girl. Che, uh, like, che, che. The, 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 I think the, the gill guy, the guy with the gills, the guy che, with the gills. What's his name? Chase? I forgot. Yeah. But apparently he also goes there. Um, I, I think the, the star girl or, or fire girl, whatever, I forgot, uh, whatever superhero Starlight. name is. Geo. Yeah, she she also went like so. It was just like so. I was like, okay, it's not like you know, like one off person here and there. It's like actually like a lot of <laughs> you know, a, a big group of Chase them or Crawford. Sorry, that was Chase Crawford. Me. Yes. Yeah. So like that's why I was just I just wanted to bring that up because I know you and I both love the boys, and I was yes. like, oh my god, this is so cool. I'm I'm really excited for this. I'm excited for Mandalorian. I'm excited for all of these shows to come back. I'm excited yeah. for The Witcher. Yeah, I know, which has been a which has been too long. It's like it's it's surprising because it's been two years. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I like I and I get it, but like I feel like they can't do two years again and again because like two years makes sense when it's like okay, we have one more season left, but we're gonna take our time with that season. No. It's like no, yo, you you just said the story. We were the second no, season. But <laughs> it was it was the pandemic initially. Yeah. I I still remember The Witcher was one of the last few shows, like the the newest show I've watched. Um, in like the new year last year before you know everything went haywire um so i get i get it but i really hope the next season comes soon but the witcher is going to be amazing i know yeah we're pretty excited so we'll, we'll definitely discuss all the movies and tv shows we're excited on on the next Absolutely. episode so thank you so much everyone for joining please email us at fresh off the screen podcast at gmail.com that's fresh off the screen podcast at gmail.com uh, send us your suggestions, things we should be watching, things we should review, anything like that. Because we just kind of go off, off track, or like just kind of go off of like <laughs> off of the cuff, I guess. Like we just we just decide what we're we just look at what we're watching in the last week or so. And as you can tell, like we are stuff that we watch is so varied. So if you have any suggestions in in terms of what we should be watching or preparing, or maybe have like almost like a book club kind of a thing where we all talk about it, we prepare, we watch a movie, or we plan to watch a movie at the end of the month. We watch it, we talk about it. We definitely do something like that. So yeah, send us your suggestions and I will see everyone next time. Bye. See ya.